Christina. And Jackie. And you're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood. We're a podcast about what? Uncomfortable culture culture conversations. conversations. We're getting good at this. Specifically. About race. About race. Yes. All right, so what's good in your hood, Jackie? Um, I cannot say. I wish I could say what's unnatural in your hood. (laughs) Okay, because what has been unnatural in my hood in the last week is this daggum hair hurricane. Yeah. So the kids go to school for four days. Oh, they had... Four days the first week. Yeah. And then one day the second week of school because of Hurricane Florence. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That throw... Try and, like, make oh, a schedule. Oh, oh, do you hear me? Oh, 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 oh. Life. Right. So we were... We, we got a little cabin fever. Yeah. Over the four days. I mean, it's like... It was like uh, summer break got... It, summer break got extended. Yeah, they loved it, I'm sure. I mean, they were ready to go to school just really, like, really? yes, yeah. they want to get out. I'm sure, listen, my kids, for as much as we love each other, we understand what it means to spend time away from each other <laughs> and how necessary it is. Right. Yeah. So that was really just prepping for the hurricane and yeah. being a, stuck in a house. On a plus side, we did finally come up with a schedule to like go do our outdoorsy stuff. So we I went on a hike. That. Yeah, that's fun. Where'd you go? We went out into Chesapeake, which is another oh, city over. Okay. But if you go, there's this app called All Trails. Okay. And it has all the different no trails way. wherever you are. So it doesn't matter if you live in New York. Hiking close to here. It wasn't a cra- just. It wasn't a crazy hike. Okay. It had flat nope. surface where you could walk. That's my But you kind can of go hike. into the woods and yeah. walk and. That's my. Kind I of ate hike. some spiders. You know. What? Uh, oh, like going- spider webs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Miles is like you don't understand what a walking stick is for. You're supposed to put it out there in front of you. Oh, certain, that so makes that a lot of sense. Oh yeah, tell me after I swallow spider webs. <laughs> that would be me. I didn't know that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yes. though. Because oh my God. Yeah. Well, speaking of bugs. Yeah. So what's you? good I'm in your hood? I'm jump in and tell you what, 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 what's, what's really good in your hood. <laughs> All right. So I evacuated. I went to a friend's house and then I came home. And the, I mean, this is not even a big deal, but it is to me. I left a banana out. And then I cracked it open and I'm gonna vomit thinking about it. A thousand fruit flies. I know, I know. My skin I, is crawling. Like, I mean too. That's what I did. I started crying. And um and I just so I haven't known what I have like apple cider vinegar sitting all up, bleach. Most of my house smells all kinds of weird. Anyway, so that was horrible. And then Clayton's gone because of Navy evacuation stuff, so I'm like dealing with it. Then the same day, I learned what a crooked spider is. It's a special blend of Bug from hell. <laughs> the apocalypse. No, I, no, I felt like it. I told Clayton, he's like, you are so dramatic. I'm like, I'm living in a jungle over here. Look at all these bugs. <laughs> and because um, I'm the girl from Ohio, you have to understand, like, we have roly polies, like little roly potato yeah. bugs. Maybe some, like, I can't even think of spe- like spiders, like not even big spider. I can't think long like you know, like nothing, there's not, you, I came to Virginia and there's big weird bugs. Mm-hmm. So this thing looks like a cricket and a spider. So it's got like the legs of a cricket and like spindly legs like a spider. <laughs> I know. And so it's sitting in the middle of my, my kitchen and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like people were saying just with the rain and stuff, like they, it just washes bugs up. Uh, yep. So that was my, that's what's good in my head. It's not really good, but I've been dying to share that story. <laughs> so literally dying. Literally dying. Oh. I, Clayton could care less. Like, he's been making fun of me, so thank you for at least humoring me and telling me it's gross. <laughs> All kinds of weird stuff going on. Yeah, Hurricane Florence has just thrown everything off. Okay. So. 
When we get back to normal. Yes, ma'am. This is such a fun episode. Absolutely. We had our friend Jay from Just Say Words. Just Say Them Words. Yep. And he, we met him through his common friends. We reached out and we said, let's have him on our podcast. We had some, we went for coffee and we just realized like, hey, he's got some really relevant topics, some really good stuff to talk about. So what did we talk about in this episode? We talked about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We talked about, one, the obvious thing that he's a big black guy. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like when we're talking about walking into your neighborhood? Yes. And (laughs) quite literally... And he tells us a story, I won't give it away, about being on an alley by himself with a small white girl. And, <laughs> and you know, and that, I am a small white girl. So, like, that, it was just a very interesting perspective to hear. I yeah. learned about, like, how he exists in the world, and I never would have thought about it. Same here. I'm married to a big black dude. Yeah. And I learned some things about how they, as you said, exist in the world and some things I'm not like cognizant. I just don't think about it. I just don't think about how he has to move um, differently. Absolutely. And that's, but that's what we try to do with this podcast too, is help people see other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and ways of living, because then I think we can move together forward and we can do better together when we can see other perspectives Mm -hmm. and, and kind of quote unquote, put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Here's the beauty of it though. Jay is freaking hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. He, he is so funny. So you're going to like learn and you're going to crack up. Yeah. He's the reason why we did the honey bun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys, oh, yeah. So you guys hopefully saw on our Facebook page where we did a honey, I ate a honey bun for the first time. Yeah. He had us, we were driving in the car, listing our favorite chips. Yeah. Like, we're talking all about hood snacks and yeah. all. He's got a great personality, great yeah. sense of self. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing to have conversations with those kinds of people about such serious things. Yeah. Um, he has a great way of like bringing heavy topics and packing a lot of punch and like, learning mm-hmm. but it's also done where you're gonna laugh but like appropriately yeah, appropriate. you'll still keep it here yeah yeah it's great so this is a good one yeah i so mean they're all good i we hope them. you enjoy it yeah absolutely so we have a guest with us today i know i'm excited yeah this dude just showed up to my house i said oh you want to talk on the podcast he said for sure i said come on in indeed i did say that <laughs> I did in, in that exact vernacular. I was like, oh, were we talking? Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, sign me up. Oh, my God. Um, well, he has, he happens, this guest happens to have a podcast as well. Yes. Yeah. A podcast that is what we all want to do as yeah. podcasts. Yes. We want to just say words. Just say words. Yeah, just say those. Just say the words that come to your mind. Yeah. Do not filter those words. I love it. It's Jay just, from Just Say Words. It is Jay from Just Say Words. I really appreciate you guys for having me. Oh, we're my grateful. gosh. We're, we're really grateful to have you. So, so let's get to why we decided yeah. to bring Jay on. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Let's talk about this. Well, so we that met was him. this one day. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. We well, him. we met him um, on, for coffee um, yeah. and just talked. Podcasters want to know about podcasters, podcasters right? And he's yeah. got some, some, I'm saying some, but he's got a lot of experience yeah. in this world. How long have you been doing this? I've been podcasting. This is my third year. Oof. And if y'all know anything about podcasting, that's like um, that's like a hundred years worth of experience. That is, it's in podcast long. years, that's a long time. Yeah. It is because yeah. I think a lot of people start and fizzle out. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy, easy to let it go. Mm-hmm. It's so easy because you're kind of accountable to yourself, your microphone, and and whatever else, whatever your topic is, and that could easily fade if you don't have absolutely. And your solo show. Yeah, so the host of the podcast is different. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of thoughts about like 
branding and I hate that term but it is a thing about that right so like I gotta make my own designs or work with somebody work a designer uh, trial and error with like topics uh, know where you're weak and know where you're strong mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that I know for sure is like I've been blessed with a great sense of humor and I can find the funny in almost anything even when it's like oh that's that's probably that's not funny, that's not funny. <laughs> but it's kind of funny like so, so tell us a little bit more about what your podcast is all about because yeah. there's a connection here uh, yeah so just say words is really a podcast that's about any and everything but we try to tackle each topic with uh humility and humor mm-hmm. in a way where you can get in touch with the human angle but you can also talk about it in a way where people will receive it easier much like you guys have the mm-hmm. conversation where it's like yeah, that was funny, but I get his point where it's like, yeah, it's easier to just essentially be like, don't do this, mm-hmm. treat people with respect, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of thing. Uh, it, and so it's been a long journey to even like that, because I can tell in the three years, like when I started in my first couple of maybe like first couple of episodes to where I am recently, it's a lot of growth for me personally. I was like, oh, man, this thing I thought three years ago, I don't think like that anymore. anymore, And so, like, I make sure, like, oh, I add that in, like, oh, hey, remember back in, you know, 2015 when I was like, oh, this thing is insane? Nope. It it actually makes sense now. I get it. I get it. So, yeah, I think being able to, like, have the conversation and have people listen to you is great. I'm also very envious of people who have a co-host. Like, I want to, like, just start. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think that's the way single people feel when they have a a couple. (laughs) You want to get booed up? You're like, damn, I need a podcast. Come and see you. I need me a co-host. I'm like, damn. Because I I feel like the show would be longer if I bounced ideas off of people. But it takes so much time. Where I have to condense it down in a week where I'm like, all right, you got to think this thing all the way through uh-huh. by yourself yeah. and then kind of come up with your own opinion right. opposed to being like, all right, well, I see it like this and this is it. Like, oh, no, you got to play every angle. Right. But the beauty of something that you're doing, talking about the dealer network, is oh, that yeah. you're kind of gifting yourself that in your own right. Yeah. Right. And so talk to us a little bit about the. Yeah. So, so Pod Dealer Network is essentially uh, a collective of podcasters that I've essentially handpicked people have submitted their show to the network or I've went out and uh, sought people where I'm like I think your show would be a great fit also what I want to do is help people nurture their content I think a lot especially like when you're a podcaster you create content and you just put it on the internet and you hope for like a return Mm -hmm. and the thing about it is there's nobody telling you hey you should do this you should probably use these hashtags you should set your stuff up like this it's essentially just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like since I've been doing it for a certain amount of time, I can kind of find where the weak points are mm-hmm. um, for people. So I go, oh, your content is really strong, but you're not on Instagram enough or you're not on Twitter or you're not. You don't have a Facebook group. Um, yeah, your mom listens to it and that's cool. <laughs> but like. What about somebody else that you think wants to hear that conversation? Yeah, right. uh, and so what I've been doing with the Pod Dealer Network is essentially being like a podcast a and like listening to people's podcasts, explaining to what they could do mm-hmm. better and also like bringing them in to help nurture them. So I'm always looking to expand. I'm always looking to like help people. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like that comes from a place of love. I love so. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to have some. That's some cool conversation. Maybe. Maybe. Jay yeah. might be all cool in the game. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I'm going to be cool now. Yeah, when I leave, I'm like, oh, they wild. They wild for this. I don't know how to. I, like, in the moment, you're fine, and then you Yeah, later, I'm going to, like, when y'all put this uh-huh. out, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a, 
What did I say? Ooh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Spicy. I love you it. You are in the judgment free. That's what everybody say when they write before they judge you. Well, that's say, a really good point. They go, oh, man, you're in a judgment free zone. That makes the other person vulnerable. They tell you a wild secret like, hey, sometimes I sniff glue and eat paint chips. And then I'm going to And then you're like, well, that's fine. And then you leave and you're like, no, no, you sniff glue and eat paint chips. No, that's not. What we'll do is say, you know, that's not really healthy. Like, we'll talk about it. Okay. Like, we'll talk about the glue and the paint chips because, you know, we just don't want you getting sick. So I'm going to say, have you talked to your primary care physician about this? That's, no, you know what? You that's, no, that's responsible. See, that's real adult talking right there. <laughs> right. I ain't, I don't have that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, we've also that. been through a lot of therapy. Yes. Oh, so we know okay. how to use I statements. Look at, it, yeah. Okay. I, know. I didn't get to that stage in my therapy yet. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. We doing a lot of the self-confidence work. Okay. That's important. That's laying the foundation. Right. Yeah. See? Yeah. But you're there. We get it's it. good to start having those conversations. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. Literally, I think talking is therapeutic. Yeah. I think even talking about race has been therapeutic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You can't. That's why I said you can't. Christina has said some things. I know. That was like, okay. Okay. We're going we to work on that? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, and even I said some things. She was like, well, you know, I can't say that if I'm like. Wait. Uh, so, you know what? All right. So, just for the listeners, I know the listeners have been listening for yeah. a while. So our, on our outside, we always want to, like, Christina running around, dropping yeah. in. I know she's not dropping in. Oh, no. no. Like okay, that. we just want to. I know she's not. I know she, she's not. No, I don't want if this, people out there in podcast land being like, what did she do? How so did we get here? You know what's funny is yeah. one day I, I had a weekend where I was BSing with my husband. Uh-huh. And I, I, I said something. I said the N-word. Okay. And I was like, I thought about Christina. I was like, I wonder how she would feel knowing that I say this. And I asked her. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, I she it. said it just like that. Yeah, I mean, I get me. why I can't say it, and it doesn't bother me that she says it. Yeah, because I say it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. So uh-huh. I went to a concert uh-huh. recently, and the performers, it was a lot of that, right? So, but so behind me, it was a gang of like white kids, and it's just they looked like they were having a blast, and I was excited, like I was smiling at them sure. and everything, and they was dancing, and some of the songs they knew the words. So, yeah, it was a lot of that. Like, we was kind of like, all right, what you going to Wait for it, wait for it. You going to say it or skip it? Yeah. Oh, you skipped it. All right. You all they right. Skipped it. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, good. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? Do you think they should skip it or do you think um, it's part of the art? Oh, man, it's so tricky. I feel like you should skip it. Because, mm-hmm. so the argument is is there a word that black people can say, right? That, like, white people get on the edge about? Like, I. I've never once heard somebody like I say cracker and they lost their mind like <sighs> yeah because it wasn't used to oppress them right. right so you can't be like oh I can't believe you said that right but when I see people skip it I'm always like oh, okay there's a, like a thing in there like somebody like this show like somebody had a conversation like uh don't do that mm-hmm. or somebody I remember I used to work in a music store and somebody was they wouldn't say NWA they would just say the full thing oh and we were like oh don't should we should we go talk? Should we, tell should we go talk to him <laughs> before some somebody else checks him? What did y'all decide to do? I think somebody else chose to like have that conversation with him. I was like, I don't really know that dude. Uh, and I also know like when you have that conversation, you also it's, it's about tone. Yeah, it's not it's not an authoritative mm-hmm. conversation where you essentially need to be like, don't do this, or you can get beat up, or something gonna happen to you, right? Because that never. Cause that's the thing where you start on the flip. You now you're in the car saying like, "Oh, I'm not gonna say it in front of you." Right. Uh, mm, so, good point there. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. 
is just go, oh, I'm not going to not say it. I'm just not going to say it in front of you. Yeah. 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 I love that because we apply that to what we do. We don't come from a place of anger or shame because I don't believe that works. I just don't, you know, it doesn't. doesn't. People aren't open to your message. Mm -hmm. And so if you say it, like, that's exactly how we do stuff. And, and, you know, they're learning moments. And Mm -hmm. and you also don't talk down to someone. You know, like when I said ignorant stuff, her husband corrected me, but it was a great conversation. We talked it through and then it was over. You know what I mean? There Mm -hmm. was no, like, belittling. There was, it was good. Yeah, I don't think you feel uncomfortable no. having conversations around Not at you. all. Yeah, I try. I was we try to come from a place of love. Even if I don't love you, I try to make sure that what I'm saying is coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying this because I want to get at you. I'm saying mm-hmm. this because, like, you're going to walk through this world, which I am in, mm-hmm. saying this. So I would... I feel like some things are my responsibility. Other things are not. Sure. And mm-hmm. I get to pick and choose what is and isn't. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And as white people, we try to be open. It doesn't always work that way. But I think when someone communicates it in a certain way to us, it, mm-hmm. it allows us to hear a message. Yeah. And so in our journey of finding a little bit more about Jay, yeah, we we had that coffee conversation. Yes, we did. And he brought up something really interesting. He did. And we had our Christina was own <laughs> uncomfortable conversation right there for me. At oh, least. Yeah. For Christina, at least. Yeah, Christina. For I always speak for myself. I use yeah. I statements, like I said, learned through my therapy. Mm. <laughs> um, to Christina, go ahead. Talk about since it made you uncomfortable. Yeah. You're going to be the one. So what, how did it come up? I don't even remember. We were talking about being a white girl oh like it's so what's going on in the news a lot is what the permit patty oh and yeah. someone with becky there's a becky one i don't know but white people calling the police on black people while just living their lives yeah mm-hmm. we've had conversations about white women specifically yeah weaponizing their whiteness weaponizing all the tears we haven't done a podcast on it but we just kind of had mm-hmm. these little conversations about it and then you brought up a story that's right thank you yes. Your, yes, so tell your, your story. white standoff Black yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, so yeah, like like I said, for the podcast, you do a lot of stuff yourself. So I set up this photo shoot in the Vibe District of Virginia Beach, which for most people that don't know, it's at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, uh, and it's still kind of tourist season. Uh, and so they put these murals up and uh, I was with the photographer and I had just recently did like a wardrobe change. And I was like, we're going to go to this mural. We're going to take a couple pictures. Everything's going to be fine. So we hit the corner and there's just a white woman standing in front of the mural. Now, mind you, the mural's in an alley. Um, and it's not dark, It's but it's dusk. It's that six o'clock. Getting so, yeah, it's, yeah. Getting, it's going down soon. So I'm like, all right. So I'm standing at the end of the alley. She's at the opposite end towards the mural. I see her. She sees me. I don't move. I'm doing that the thing they tell you, like like Jurassic Park, where I'm like, I don't, if you don't move, the T-Rex won't bite you. And so, so while I'm sitting there, um, I see her looking at me, and then she does this thing where she like takes her phone out. So the photographer comes around the corner and goes, "Oh, just go over there." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'll wait for this lady to leave. I'll wait for her to leave." And she doesn't leave. And so now I'm just like, "Oh, I don't." Now I feel out of place. She leaves, I go stand in front of the mural, and then I just happen to look, and she, like, sticks her head out from around the corner on the cell phone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's about to be, it's about to be an issue. I'm like, I don't understand why I can't, like, I just, why I can't be here and exist. And then, like, shortly after that, then, like, she came back around an alley in the car. She drove through the photo shoot and then just drove off. And so, at that time... The photographer was asking me questions about, like, you know, what was the deal? You know, what was going on with that? And I was like, look, man, I really just don't want to, like, be in people's way. And I had said something to the point, like, man, you know, it's a lot going on in the news. Now, while lady pulled her phone out, I don't want no problems. <laughs> and so she goes, are you racist against white people? 
And and I went, I How do I answer that? I don't I don't no, I don't think it no. That's that's not how that's happening. I'm exercising caution. Yeah. <laughs> But you mm-hmm. talked about your caution too. Go ahead and finish, and then. And so yeah, and so when we had that conversation, I just was like, "Oh man, I guess I didn't think about it from the man woman perspective, right?" It was just I'm a large black man in an alley with a smaller white woman. She sees me and she grabbed her phone, but we're so far apart that I'm thinking. This, there's nothing. I couldn't make up that ground in time to do whatever. I don't know what you. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, right. are you just walking around like giant black dudes can run the 440? Like, I don't know what you. Do. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, no, I can't close the gap between me and you in that amount of time. But then you brought up the point of being like, well, no, it's just a man yeah. and yeah. a woman. Yeah, right. Talk about so, your sure. Yeah. So that that's a sticky situation. It's hard because I am a small white woman and I'm afraid to be alone. I won't even get in an elevator with a man by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. I've actually had a similar situation happen where I was running by myself at night and there was a black guy behind me and I just crossed the street to get away because I'm like, I just don't, I don't want anyone behind me when I'm running. Absolutely. And then a man, you know, I just, and then he was like, well, you're being great. He's yelled at me. He's like, are you racist? Do you hate black man da, da, da. he's like you gotta be more afraid of your own kind and the whole thing was just like ah, you know it's frustrating <laughs> right. because I don't want to come off as racist I don't want to come off as because I'm, I'm not and, and but it's hard because I want to take care of myself I've always been taught safety first I've always been taught as a young woman to have your keys in your hand and your phone in your hand always when you're in a parking lot by yourself mm-hmm. and I've been through trauma so I've just I am a little afraid of being in spaces by myself with men, but it's like I'm very aware of how it comes off to you and mm-hmm. how I learned this intent versus impact. So I know my intent is not to harm you or come off racist, but also the impact can be bad. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then you're like, well, she's racist. She doesn't. I don't mean her any harm, but we don't know each other because we can't speak. So we're literally at a standoff. <laughs> yeah. And it's and then so what we talked about it over coffee was. I'm not going to stop not pulling my phone out. Now, I think obviously the problem calls when you call someone, when you make that action. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm ever going to stop pulling my phone out or having my keys in my hand when there's a black guy behind me just just so that way I don't appear racist. Because I don't know anyone's intent. When you're standing in a space by yourself, you just don't know intent. But I'm also aware of how it comes off, so there's the standoff. Yeah, I think having the standoff... Is hilarious in a way. I right? know it really Look, is. I'm gonna tell you what I imagine. Yeah, she's down the aisle. Don't. Yeah. You're on the other aisle. Don't. <laughs> don't. As yeah. things happen, everybody's like, don't, don't, don't. It's that old Western music, like. It's like it's us doing that just to each other, yeah, like. <laughs> are you racist? Are you an attacker? Oh my god. <laughs> and then we just both go. I mean, I'm just chilling. Oh, okay, we'll do it. Uh, Everything's good. Go, oh, all right. But we never get the chance. We to never get, to that get there. Point. Yeah, because so in that society, we do a lot of guessing for each other. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing that thing where we're like tweetable <laughs> moment. Yeah, you're just like, um, yeah. I think. No, nah, I don't feel safe. Yeah. But like in the in the other part of the photo shoot, there's a group of of white women who've been drinking wine all day approaching my photo shoot. And I was like, uh, and then the photographer goes, all right, we want to get some motion shots. Start dancing. Nah. (laughs) Why though? Why not? Go ahead. Elaborate. And I'm like, I'm not about to start dancing in front of this group of white women. They're walking up to where, yeah, yeah, right. They're walking up to where I am. That's a, you'll be like, oh my God, this, no. I don't want to dance in front of a drunk group of anybody. No. 
Uh, and so they, she and I'm tall, and I have a rule: if you're over six feet, there you're limited to a certain amount of dances. You shouldn't be doing too much, just bouncing around. You look insane. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the, okay? What is the limit for six feet and above? Can't do what? There's there's certain dances. Come on, what are they? We need to put the. Uh, I think there's a like stick your two step because it, it makes you look good. Okay, two, to this two step. Okay, uh, you can do uh, the Millie Rock. Millie Mill, Rock is good. Yeah, Millie Rock. Uh, you can do some of the like uh, black boy dances. Really? Yeah, I feel like. Okay. I feel like do anything else? All right, so quick Christina stuff. has this no idea what we're talking about. I'm sorry. My bad. This is, we, we did a standalone black do. moment. My you bad. You're going to go to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can well, look up and Millie for Rock. white listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And all the white folks listening, right. please do the black right. boy dance okay. on your Instagram okay. and, and tag your neighbors. Uh, there's nothing wrong with always having a good two step. A good two step will save your life. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you these Not me personally, but you know this YouTube. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's it. Good. Quick standalone story. So I went to go work in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. We're at Virginia Tech. Somebody thought I was on a football team. I'm not. The actual football team showed up. These guys were intoxicated. All of them are yeah. six, six and up, giant mm-hmm. 300 pounders. And they're all dancing. I think this was around the time Soldier Boy was out. Okay. There was a oh, lot of that. So that. you know, there's a lot of that two step, put your hand, lift your foot up, do all of that stuff. <laughs> when you're inebriated and the club is sweaty, uh, it, it leads to danger. One of the giant linebacker dudes slipped, knocked the whole side, like the left side of the club over because he fell. And and then I was like, this is exactly why when you're over six feet, you don't do, you don't do those kind of things. Because if I do that, nothing's going to happen. You fall down. Pull me up. Somebody loses their balance. Oh, hey, that lady yeah. fell. This You 350 plus, 6'8". Tip over, it's a wrap on you. It's all, it's all the, this is lawsuits. See, Somebody these are culture laws that we need. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to keep y'all safe. If right. you're over six feet and you out here just jumping around, listen, man, that's a torn meniscus. I'm trying to save you. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. What a great yeah, story. I'm, I'm here for you. <gasps> oh um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, like I said, we do do a lot of guessing for each other. Yeah. I feel a lot of that, too, especially, like, it's a lot of mixtures of, like, being a man, being, you know, being black. Tall. Tall is, tall is the one that people don't think about, so... Uh, I work with like a lot of women and so also people will come to ask me stuff and I'm normally like standing over them which is weird oh yeah I didn't think of that yeah which is weird and so like I always feel like I'm trying to do that thing where I'm not looking at them or making like not making eye contact but also in a business world that also makes like you know people are guessing like oh he won't look us in the eye he must be he must be shady yeah shady or he's weak or something like that yeah. and I'm like oh this is not no. I just don't want you to be look like look at your face yeah you don't I don't want to look uh, at you I'm sorry this is weird yeah. and like so it's a thing it's a constant thing where you're always yeah. playing chess yeah yeah with your day to day yeah my husband had to stop we had a he had a moment in the car maybe the weekend before last we were driving up the street and we saw a couple talking and the guy was clearly short woman tall guy using his his space mm-hmm. to kind of dominate and they were arguing and he was like he just stopped he said if I ever because he's a big dude too mm-hmm. he's like if I ever use my physique mm-hmm. to intimidate you I would hope that you would stop me because he's like I may do it and don't realize that I'm talking we get, we get in what do you call them? heated discussions mm-hmm. we get into some some good discussions and that I, he doesn't ever want it but I would never think that you would have to be I don't put that in my brain mm-hmm. I don't that he has to be aware that of he always and I'm saying he's doing it with me his right. wife he always has to do that with it, with still being able to command the level of respect that you feel like you deserve yeah. without people like you said saying look he's he weak 
Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a hard line is, to watch. That is a whole... Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, being big... Big black dude is real... Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, and that's that. the other thing, too. Like, right. I've, I've been disrespected in, in work emails, and then we work in the same building, and we sit, like, you know, you're in a different office, and I'm in another... And then, like, my thing is... Sometimes tone gets lost yes. by a text or by email, oh. and I'm like, okay, we could probably clear this up with a face to face. But when I come to them, it's already like, oh, he he's mad, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Uh, I just would prefer to talk or like, hey, do you want to go over this email? Yeah. I don't really do the passive aggressive emails. That's I'm crazy. really bad at it. I'm really bad at it because then I'm just gonna end up writing like a bunch of swear words in the email, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I have proof that you, you're the, you're angry. yeah, yeah, and then I'm like, no, I know how angry works. Uh, I'm very good at angry, uh, but I don't want to do it here. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, there's a lot of things where you can impose your like size on people. You do this thing where you position yourself where it essentially looks like they don't have a way out. So you kind of corner them. Yeah. Um, and everything is like strategic. If you're good. And then if you don't, if you've done it enough, you can do it subconsciously without even paying attention. It's just muscle memory. Yeah. And so wow, those things are like so interesting. Yeah, you can just essentially stand a certain way, put your hands in a specific thing, and you kind of like uh, do imposing things. Yeah, you automatically become a threat. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems. Sorry. I think I'm learning as I sit here. Something I could do is just like make eye contact and say, "Hey, what's up." You know right. what I mean? Because you can read people. Like, if I'm making eye contact with someone, mm-hmm. like if that girl had even just looked at you and just said, "Hey, hi," like. Mm-hmm. acknowledge yeah. each other Presence. because yeah. yeah I mean I'm not telling women to do that like always safety first but at the same time I mean that's what you see with these like permit patties and stuff they don't even there's mm-hmm. no interaction there's no social interaction beyond just staring at one mm-hmm. and then assuming things of the other person I'm thinking I could just do that like hey what's up just initiate not even a conversation but an acknowledgement of each other give you, somebody the opportunity to be rude there you go. Yeah. yeah. Or show their hand. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. That's show fair. their hand of what, what their intentions yeah. are, you know? Yeah. Or I could even just show, like, even if I, so say I was going to be on the phone because I actually had to make a phone call because mm. there's that too. You know what I yeah. mean? But if I had looked, if that girl had looked at you and was like, hey, what's up? Acknowledge your presence and then made a phone call. It's less likely that, like, you're like, Ooh. I mean, yeah. I will yeah. speak for you, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have appreciated that. Right. But. Like I said, we do a lot of guessing for each other. I know. I know people that do something like, hey, how you doing? That's true. Uh, yeah, That's he's 6'4". Uh, he's a <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got on a... He's Virgo. He's got on a black, he's got on a black book bag. <laughs> Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, no, I'll be here. Yeah, just hurry up. Z. Click. Right. Yeah, and you're That's like, true. oh, the... Po- the police came from. I have no idea. Oh, so, my God. One of the conversations that we had, too, was behind intent. And I, we, we talked about when I had the incident with Delta, and it's like... I can never determine what a person's intent is, mm-hmm. but I know that they see I'm a black person. Right. And I know that, like, I can't hide from that. I yeah. know that's what they see first. So your behavior for me is probably based off of what you see first. Mm-hmm. And so you're always trying to guess, like, okay, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it, but I know I'm black and I know that might not be good to you. So mm-hmm. I need to figure out how I'm going to respond to this mm-hmm. or I need to protect myself in a sense. Right. And white people aren't even often aware of that, unfortunately. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I wonder. So I wonder when I'm going to I'm going to switch this for y'all because mm-hmm. I, I would oh, love. Go ahead. I was going to start talking mm-hmm. about your kid. Go ahead. I would love to figure out how you guys felt about the recent dude getting arrested in the airport. Mm. You're treating me like a black person. Oh, oh the yeah. white guy. Yeah. yeah. 
So what is your what is your take on that? <laughs> well, he doesn't know how black people are treated. I mean, well, he doesn't see. So this is this is it's the same mentality of people hearing about our twenty forty five and yeah. saying. Well, if I'm white and I'm a minority, I'm afraid because you right. know what happens to minorities. Mm-hmm. Like you see overwhelmingly what happens to people that are not white. Mm-hmm. And so what he is to me, what he is saying is, is that I'm not the kind of person that should be treated this way because I am white. Yeah. Or I know how you treat people and you don't treat white people this way. Mm-hmm. So it is almost othering uh-huh. black people yeah. and dehumanizing people of color mm-hmm. because I'm white. And it almost, it's almost like I'm, you can do better than this because I'm a white dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the way I see it. I mean, I don't know why you would, even if he felt that, the fact that he vocalized it says a whole lot. Yeah, it does. Because you can think it in your head. Like there were, um, there's another video of a woman who got pulled over by the police and the, she's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't want to get hurt. And the pull, the sheriff was like, no, we only shoot black people. Remember? Oh, remember that? right. And he, oh yeah. Cause that dude got fired or something yeah, like he that. Was he was like, oh, like it's a joke. You're, you're, you're white. We're not going to hurt you. Yes. He made a joke about that. That's what he's, that's. Oh, oh right. Well, of yeah, course. That's it's what like, he said. Uh, yeah, it's my joke. Well, too late. Oh, it's, it's just, yeah, I think, that says that. Yeah. I think being emboldened enough to say something like that says a lot about how you feel about mm-hmm. people that don't look like you. Mm-hmm. That's true. You either become complicit in that or he could have been saying it to say you're treating me wrong or you're treating me unfairly. But he decided to put the, uh, he decided to put the color in there. And so that, I think that just says something about mm-hmm. how he feels about his stance of being white in in our space. But right, but it doesn't work in reverse, right? Like another so we don't go like if you go to a hotel and they go, look, we don't we're all out of rooms, but we're gonna give you the penthouse suite. You don't in turn yell in the lobby, y'all treat me like a white man. No, you go <laughs> to your room and be like, yo, <laughs> yeah. yo, this we is got a wild, the hookup. This right? is a wild upgrade. Yeah. yeah. You don't ever go somewhere like yeah. uh you go to your job and they're like, hey, you killed it this year. It's a ten thousand dollar bonus. And you're like Treating me like I'm white. Look at you treat me like a white man. Yeah. Man, I appreciate right. y'all. Like right. nobody, it doesn't work in reverse. Right. <laughs> but you gotta be honest though, Jay. I will say when those things happen, you do say, like it's unlike you're like pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah. Like, but it was wow. yeah. I know you don't. At least I've had it where I was like, oh, okay, oh my. Yeah, I, I people don't naturally do right. nice stuff for us like that. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. I'll take it. Right. It's almost like they're hooking you up, even when they're in the wrong, like it right. getting the four thousand miles, mm-hmm. four hundred thousand miles. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's intense. Yeah. That's intense. What do you think? Man, I don't know. That's I'm just processing what you think. I don't know if you I just, well, I'm thinking about getting arrested in general, right? So your attentions are high, you're anxious. So I, again, I can't speak to his intent, mm-hmm. but my, I think it was not necessarily, I think he's just aware that, wow, things would be different if I was black. I don't mm. know if he was trying to incite anything. To mm. me, it's just, holy shit, this would be much different for a black person, like their mm. experience. No, but he's, compa- I feel like he's comparing it to being black. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he is. He, he's yeah. like, you treat me like I'm And black. almost like he's shocked. I think there's a shock in there, too. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like, white. he's processing. You can't see that I'm white? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's processing, like, or I think he's having a realization of what it might be like to be black in America today mm-hmm. and be arrested. I think, I, in my mind, that's what's going through. Yeah, I yeah. get you. I, I, yeah. I feel, I just feel so, for him to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says where his mental state, I think, is when it comes to yeah. what's normal for black people and what should be normal for him as a white person. Right. 
which is bogus. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, I mean, but it is what it is because mm-hmm. it's what we see. Right. It's what we see. And yeah, that's why it's hard to know intent. We always say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't have said it. Right. Yeah, it's just so you weird. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah. Why? I think about that a lot, uh, especially when it comes to like people that say statements out loud. Where they do that thing where they're just like, I don't want immigrants in my country. Yeah. And you treat me like a black person. And I'm like, listen, I forget about Cinco de Mayo every year. And not a single white person that works in the office building does. They, they're the first ones lined up. Y'all the first. Y'all yeah. scream, build that wall, and then go ask for margaritas. I don't understand what's happening out here. It's parallel. Well, I'm like, yeah. oh, they, I, wait, you want what? What are you talking about? What do you care about? So y'all excited about the Mexico Independence Day? Y'all does y'all thing? Y'all get yeah. crack? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, it's so weird. It's always very weird to me where I'm like, yeah, y'all openly do that thing where it's like, right. I don't want these people taking our jobs, jobs you don't you know you weren't going to do. Right. And then you're like, get out of the country, this, that, and the third. And then also do that thing where you want to, I'm like, oh, I want to be in the culture or I want to yeah. partake in that. And I'm right. like, that. Right. They want to appropriate and take advantage of yeah, the culture. Yeah, it's, it's weird to me. It's no. That's a really good point. And I I don't even know if they know that they're doing it. Some of them do. But I think that you have to point it out. I know what sounds crazy. I think that we're in a place, too, where the reason why we have the word appropriation and mm-hmm. it's being used so much is because people are getting to a point where, like, it's not. I can't take that anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't take you coming to my side of the world, my side of town, or into my culture and think that you mm-hmm. that you own it. And then you get to warp it however mm-hmm. you want to, the European, sort of mm-hmm. European way. I think people are getting, today it's like, nah, you're not going to do that. You're not going to come here and say, this is how we do Cinco de Maya. That's not, that's not going to happen. Or mm-hmm. you're not going to come here and tell me this is how, this is how we do hip hop or this is how we do these things. Like, you're not going to do it. Um, yes, they are going to do it because mm-hmm. that is over history yeah. in the European way. But it's like, a lot of people are not. Stand up on that. They, right. They're able to call people out on that, whereas I don't think previously we've been able to articulate what it is that was actually happening to our cultures, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. When we weren't aware of it. I mean, we were aware of it, but we didn't know how to articulate it and then it, and then sit with that. Because also white people hate being called out on. Surprise, surprise. We hate being called out. I mean, you know, we. I wish it wasn't like that, but we do. Because mm-hmm. we want to think ourselves as the good white person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that way about a lot yeah. in in that way where I can relate as a man. Sure. So like this, like the men are men are trash. This thing. You see that hashtag too. Yeah, and yeah. so we do that oh, thing. We just talked about this. And, and so we do that thing where I'm like, oh, I don't do those things. And then like I really had to like sit back and be like, yeah, no, maybe there are certain things I don't do, but there are things that I've definitely contributed to, or contributed to, or been complacent in. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where there's I, I I challenge any white person out there to see a place. Maybe they haven't said the ignorant thing, they haven't been whatever. Mm-hmm. But have we been around racist conversations? Absolutely, where we haven't spoken up, or you know what I mean. And and, mm-hmm. and it's it's a hard thing to hear. I mean, I'm not it's not good or bad, it just is what it is, you know. And we don't take it well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now we're in a place where you have children or a child yeah. in this world. If there's an, another one, that like, <laughs> we're going to have some talking after to do. After. Like I'm aware of one. I'm like, yeah, I only, <laughs> or at least on my taxes, it's only. Right. Yeah. 
but you know it's one thing to be having these conversations as adults mm. you know and trying to push it forward but it's another one to look into the eyes of someone that's a piece of you you right. know that they're there in this world how do you deal with like culture or even have you had to had internal conversations or external about the way we are so it's been layered um in ways is like most children, um, my son is very into like safety and all the fire and rescue yeah. folks, right? Uh, and I think we had talked about this mm-hmm. over coffee where mm-hmm. um, one day he was in the back seat and some type of way like moved the seatbelt and he was like just jumping around because we saw the police like SUV and he was, oh it's, oh, it's the police, it's the police. And like without thinking, I just like snapped on him and I was like, sit down, be still, all of stuff. And then like when we got to the light, I, like, had to explain to him, like, hey, buddy, you can't jump around because then they're going to, you know, they're going to think something's wrong. And and that's just not cool. And he was like, but why? And I was like, ah. and trying to explain to the toddler, like, oh, it's complicated. But I'm in a way where I'm like, well, they'll be mad at me. And then I don't want it to escalate from there. Uh, I do think about that a lot. Maybe not now, but I do think about, like, I have nephews um, and they do a lot of walking around, uh, like, on their own. And, and having those conversations, too, because they also live in the suburbs where they're treated differently to going to college or high schools that are closer into the more urban areas. Um, and they're com- policed completely differently. Yeah. And so having that conversation with all of them from my toddler all the way up to, like, you know, my teenage nephews to to be like, look, man, you guys got to be aware. But it's also where you walk that line where it's not disrespectability politics day where you're like. Well, you got to dress a certain way and walk up right. It don't matter. It, it Because we've seen over time, regardless of what you're wearing and what you got on, like those rules don't apply anymore. You can get shot for talking back. You can get shot just because you looked apart. I always tell this story. I remember being in L.A. and over the radio, they said they were looking for a suspect with a black hoodie between 5'9 and 6'6". Six, six. What? I literally looked at the person in the car and was like, I need to get off the street. One, I have a black hoodie in this car, and I'm between those heights. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who they're looking for. They're just, matter of fact, they could have just came on the radio and said, we're looking for everybody. And so I was like, no. And so being able to have those conversations essentially with like anybody younger than me, it's a mixture of them being kind of like oblivious to the world where they're just like, no, I've always been raised that like the cops are supposed to help us and all this other stuff and us knowing now like that's not the case anymore and it's it's kind of heartbreaking because like my son loves that stuff i take him to the fire station i remember him saying after we went to the fire station like can we go to the police station it's absolutely not (laughs) we can we cannot go there and he was like why i was like i don't know what they got going on down there they might keep me but i want to go i want to go yeah i was like uh but we want to go visit no no uh, it might be an extended stay. I don't want to. I want to do it. No, I want to go home now. Uh, so yeah, and I think that's the thing. I wish there were more like classes or more conversations that we could have with like law enforcement. Yeah. Because I've talked to people, whether it be in barbershops or something like that, where they said like the training is old, and they're not trained this thing to dispatchers. You know, because everything that cops get is all third party. It's not. It's not a straight line through. So if somebody else calls you and they seem excited or they or kind of whatever, the cops show up to show up with a situation where they're 
to de-escalate the situation. Right. And they don't care how they do it. Right. So it's a, it's very intense in that way. Yeah. Did you want to say something? No. I was going to say it's really interesting. It's really interesting that your first, like, thought was to talk about policing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I would imagine that that's probably one of the heaviest things that, that a black man has to kind of face. At least when you, and I know for me too, Christina and I have had mm-hmm. these conversations about how I'm raising my son. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably one of the first things that you're like, I just don't want them to get killed because right. we're seeing it. And here's the, here's the historical part of it is that. Yes, you don't have to be in a hoodie because was Martin Luther King in a hoodie? No. Mm. Was Emmett Till in a hoodie? No. Right. You know, like we can go through his, was Huey, um, yeah. were, were, were these people, in, not Huey, um, but Fred Hammond, was he in a mm. hoodie? We can go through time and see how the FBI mm. influenced police departments to specifically target mm-hmm. black men, right? Or anybody that was trying to uplift the black race and that mm-hmm. there is a culture there that was bred through, what's his name? Uh, Hoover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jay Hoover, yeah. Yeah, Jay Hoover, that, um, that is bred that hasn't necessarily gone away. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't wow. just poof magically. Cointel right. Pro was a real thing that was targeting. I don't know what, what that is. What is okay, it? it's counterintelligence uh-huh. program. And it was a program that was made by the head of the FBI, Jared Hoover, to, 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 to eliminate any person that he felt might be like a black savior or oh, wow. black Jesus. So if it was anyone trying to bring people together that was black on a large scale and actually making traction, I would equate it to now if you had somebody who had a lot of social media followers, mm-hmm. you'd knock them off. You take them off. You take them out of the game. And that is that. That was that is real. That has happened. Their police, LAPD, had it terribly. But what he did was he created their bunch of memos, and I think that's something we should even talk about. That he, where he outlines, he creates um, this level of anxiety, this level of fear, and this level of hatred that is passed down to local police. Because at that point, they were taking a lot of direction from the FBI as to how to deal with the Black Panthers and any any group. Because they were initially, like, Panthers got segmented mm-hmm. into, you know, Huey, who was like, yeah, kill. And then you had Fred Hammond, who's like, yes, we're going to do breakfast programs. We're going to do all these. So there were there was a lot of great things that they, that the police had mm-hmm. a lot of hand in tearing down and apart black men. And so it's not like, it's not like new that it's the hoodie thing, but I just thought it was really Interesting that that's the first because for for, 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 for for me too with my son it is the first place I go. I'm telling him when we walk in the store, don't put your hands near your pocket. Mm-hmm. When you, like there's so much to walking in this world as a black man right. that I even I don't yeah. know that I can't I don't even fully understand that it's really tough and I think that is a real conversation mm-hmm. to, to be had yeah. as a whole for everybody yeah, to absolutely. know that there's a level of vulnerability because I'm looking at you talking. And I think it was earlier when you were talking about how you're working, you're like, I'm not looking at people, that there's a level of vulnerability and sensitivity and having to compromise being existing. You know right. what I mean? Compromise, trying yeah. to shrink yourself in so many ways. Women, you know, we talk about it going in a room and having pressure and shrinking ourselves, but like they're going through, walking through life completely, some of them shrinking themselves. So I know I feel like for my husband, he compensates that with complete intellect. Like, you right. know, yeah, mm-hmm. like just being freaking smart yeah. and being able to commit. So you find whatever you can. You find what you can to keep your dignity. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. Right. So that's essentially what I do 
as well, right? So essentially, I come in here, I answer all the questions. Uh, we find where people are lacking in gaps and do all the other stuff as far as the work is concerned. But when you are raising a child or especially in a space to what pinpointed it for me or what switched the game for me was Tamir Rice. Because because mm-hmm. I get the I've, I've been in a situation where I've seen somebody with a hoodie on and been like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then I've left that block or I left that space and somebody like, oh, this guy with a hoodie mugged somebody. And I'm like, OK, I, I see how that happened. Right. That doesn't make anything that's ever happened in that situation or the presumptions that people make based on your wardrobe okay but Tamir Rice was the thing that we thought would never happen so let's talk about explain Tamir Rice because there are people like who the heck is Tamir Rice so Tamir Rice Tamir Rice was uh was a 12 year old in Cleveland uh who was playing in a park by himself the park was fairly close to his house and he was playing with I guess it was a toy gun Mm -hmm. um and then some lady in the park said there's a man out here playing or pointing a gun at kids uh, the police were called. They show up to the scene, don't even get out of the car, and just start shooting at him. Uh, and they kill him. Yeah. Uh, and so their their rebuttal to the killing was, well, he didn't look like a 12-year-old. They didn't care. They didn't do their part. They didn't get out and escalate or, like, you know, try to de-escalate the situation, uh, investigate, didn't do any of that. Just pulled up. Saw a black kid, start shooting. Mm -hmm. And so as when you have a five-year-old, 12 isn't that far off. Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking to yourself, well, there's a park not too far away from my house. And my son is very much into Nerf guns. uh, And he he likes that stuff. And it doesn't matter because kid guns don't look like. No, they don't look like toys anymore. My son got suspended for taking a Nerf gun to school. It was in his backpack. Mm, In second grade. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you were in Cleveland when this happened. I was. Mm-hmm. But I think he painted over the orange part. I mean, I'm not trying to defend anyone, but... No, yeah, I didn't know so, that. So, yeah. So, like, there's a part, I guess, that's supposed to... And I sh- I need to look this up, so I... Because we'll have to figure it out. But I'm almost positive that the, it was painted over. So, I'm not defending the cops, but, like, it didn't... Yeah. What part of it... Yeah, I get... Yes, yeah. I get that. What part of it is... Uh, as a person, and, and I know that we talked about mm-hmm. it, as a person who I have done... ASF auxiliary security mm-hmm. force mm-hmm. for the base. Like when we are given a gun, we are told we don't unholster it unless we intend to shoot. Sure. We do not take it out unless we do X, Y, and Z. There's an escalation yeah, of mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? There's an escalation of force when you go into a yeah, you should shoot to kill. Mm-hmm. Okay? Period. But you don't get to the gun without something else it's never your first yeah it's never even if your life isn't there's some steps that you have to go through before Mm -hmm. you pull that gun and we just don't really see that happening yeah i mean when you shoot somebody in the back and that means you didn't go through the escalation of force yeah and i'm saying that's military wise but i'm sure on the flip side that you there is an escalation of force which is why there are tasers and there's pepper spray and there's Mm -hmm. a baton and there there are these other things Mm -hmm. yeah you you learn takedown techniques all of this right you know what i'm saying i would be i don't know i just there's a gap there and and there's no way to for, I hear you saying that, but for you, there's like really no way to slice it if the first thing is to shoot the right. kill. No one pointed a gun at you, no one, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know the whole details of the situation, yeah. right. but I do know that there's a process, mm-hmm. and so why can't we just follow that? Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean to go on a tangent, but I've also seen, and I try to stay away from these videos, 
where there have been people who were who were white who have done you try to run over a cop try to like do the craziest mm-hmm. stuff and it's like they don't have to worry about like the guy I'm not white I'm not black so I don't have right. to that right. they didn't lose their lives like that's it's frustrating because every encounter is one where for a young black man and even for black women too or is, let me just say people of color that it's like okay police encounters can be deathly and that's right. well, that should it really shouldn't be that way and they, I think it's just biases showing their ugly head yeah oh absolutely because I, I don't think I mean I don't think all police are racist but I do believe that everybody has biases mm-hmm. and when it comes to crime and violence we were marketed to America 100%. a certain way and that's why I think biases are more important to say than just straight racist because people mm-hmm. also don't come because when you say racist all of a sudden a white person shuts their brain down because they're like no I can't be there's no way because what happens too is we think we gr- we think we're in a post racial society. That's mm-hmm. a lot of what happens. That's, that's where a, we're that's at. That's a lie that absolutely. Yeah, and and so when you call someone racist, like uh, you know, uh, they they don't listen. They're just shutting down. But when we say biases, we all have biases. Absolutely. And so we can come, you know, so you can look at those police officers. And say, if you were conditioned this way, if we can help you see that. Then your bias is showing up daily. Yeah. It shows up daily for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We just and I don't know how you feel about this. We just went to an event. Mm-hmm. And we asked um, a person that was running for Senate if um, he thought that oh yeah that racism was, was a mental, mental illness, illness and yeah. if it could be a public health mm. like not yeah. thing that he's like I never thought of it that way. I never thought of that either I know like because, is it a different way to frame it yeah to frame it. it so that we could actually work on it because we can't work on it now because it's like you are racist no but if it becomes a public health crisis mental health public is. How are we treating opioids? How are we treating? How do we treat cigarettes? It would still be, and I'm gonna tell you because I have I have a dichotomy with it because it still allows um, it still allows white people to um, say I don't have that. No, no, it allows them to be the exception when it comes to bad things. Right. Because when we put when drugs were rampant in the black neighborhoods, those people were bad people, and they do drugs and they're bad. They're marketing. But then when it's in the white community, it's it's an opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. We've got drugs. It still allows white people to be good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quote right. unquote good. You know. Okay. So don't worry. They're sick. They have a mental illness, but I'm looking for any way (laughs) to make it so that we can acknowledge it and to do it as a society. Okay. See, I I appreciate that, but then also, does that give them an easy out? That's what I'm saying. So, right, but in the easy out, but once somebody dies in your race, so if Dylan Roof goes to trial or, you know, does this thing and he goes, you're a white supremacist, you're a racist. Well, I have a mental illness. Mm -hmm. He goes to a different place. Than a, a prison, right? So here's the deal, too. Oh, that's a good. I see that. However, if someone's a pedophile, mm-hmm. they have a mental illness, but you're still going to jail. Yes, okay. going to jail. Okay, you know what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel. Like it is punishable, but we also understand that, like you didn't grow, you weren't didn't come out of the womb hating black people, right? You didn't do it. You were taught it, like mentally. You jacked up if you got that much hate. I mean, towards a group yeah, of it's people. an interesting way to frame things because you could look at history too and say, like, is that a mental illness for Hitler? I mean, because that's something I can't wrap my head around is where you get this. Un- yeah. You can't even, you can't. You don't think he was sick in the head? That's what I'm saying. So, right. So, well, he is. And so, right. we're just any marginalized group that's horrible, the Rohingya right now, you know, that are so hated mm-hmm. and there's no like root. 
cause that you can see. Like I'm researching Jews just because there's a hatred for Jews, and I even sociologists say they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's the it's it's just interesting, and it's so it's like, yeah, are you born that way? Yeah, I'm telling you, a lot it. of it is the root. I mean, at least this is Jackie's humble opinion. It's that <laughs> it is that that European superiority complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whatever we do, we conquer, conquer us, and destroy you, assimilate to us. Yeah. That has just been layered and layered and layered and layered. And it's in everywhere they, everywhere Europeans have gone, it mm-hmm. has been conquer, conquest, and destroy the culture, the people, or whatever is there. That mm-hmm. it's, it, it is a supremacy complex. Like, mm-hmm. we are better than we're going to show you the way you are primitive. No, the way I'm doing things works for me and my right. people. Mm-hmm. That it has not been a, there's never, not never, but rarely do you see in history where it was cooperative. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, a, let's join hands and do this. Yeah. 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 I, yeah so, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. I mean. We went there. Yeah, no, it's so it's so smart to think of it that way, right? As a mental illness. Right. But then it's the same thing too, where I feel like the court system or the justice system as a whole treats things differently, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you're a pedophile, while you are charged with those things, you're essentially being charged for causing trauma, not charged like causing death. And so that's the way they kind of split that up. So I feel like in terms of getting justice on the back end, you're kind of like stuck. I do think that we should have more conversations about it. I would definitely be yeah, definitely. be interested for people to, because like you said, like the our as for people of color, our relationship with the cops has kind of been taught. Mm-hmm. It's in the beginning. I remember going to school, elementary school. They would the cops are here to help you. The cops are here to do this thing. And then I watched enough TV and had conversations with people who have had run-ins with the cops mm-hmm. uh, and and all this other stuff. And I was oh man, that's not what they told me. Oh, why they're doing that? Well, the cops are kind of weird. Or I've been pulled over myself and something crazy's happened, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really rock the cops. Mm-hmm. So any of that can be taught. My thing is, that's what people keep saying this whole, we're in this time, oh, racism is dead, yeah, and blah, blah. And you're like, no, those people who still don't like us are alive, and they're mm-hmm. your grandparents or great grandparents, and they're still passing it down. And there's youth. Yeah, and then, like, they're picking it up, and then it's the, like, the alt-right and all these other different groups just being like, no, I don't want these people, and still using the old, like, hard terms and stuff. So, yeah, it is a weird time, but I would love to see, like, how that conversation yeah. of, like, mental illness kind of plays it's definitely out. a good question to ask people because it's just a different, it's a switching of things. It's a way to flip it on its head and talk about it differently. Yeah. And you it's know? a way to hold people accountable to getting the help they need mm-hmm. to not being racist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can ever unlearn that. I don't know, because I know I can speak to you. I do have a mental illness. I have two of them. And it's chronic, and which means I will deal with it the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I can't unlearn anxiety. Right. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. So if we're applying the paradigm of, okay, it's an illness, we're just assuming that. Mm-hmm. Okay, just for the sake of conversation. It's just an everyday thing that I have to unlearn and, and apply my therapy to dealing with bipolar and anxiety mm-hmm. every day. So it could be. I'm seeing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're racist, I don't know if you can erase completely the mm-hmm. thoughts or the feelings, mm-hmm. but it may be just managing or trying to work towards undoing, mm-hmm. you know? Because some people, some people, mental illness does clear up and go away, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't, mine doesn't. So, and a lot of people are like that. So, mental illness may be with us forever, but it's, is it treating it? Yeah, you don't get the, you can't just walk through space and be yeah. like, I'm not this. Well, you clearly mm-hmm. this. Like, you clearly mm-hmm. this. Right. I mean, I'm, 
you know, I'm not afraid to call the baby ugly. And I'm not afraid to say that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having a conversation about like people don't <laughs> people don't call babies ugly, but apparently He's we, like, we've met one. It's a baby. Yeah, people will just go, "It's a baby." You said it. You said this before is that you know um, a lot of the things that come out of the the non-white side are be learned Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that i mean are are all based off experiences excuse me and the things that come out of the white side are just based off of something somebody else told them what they learned so sometimes not sometimes i have prejudices Mm -hmm. based off of experiences that i have and there may be people out there that had prejudices just based off of what grandpa said right none of it just hasn't been validated because i i feel like my stuff is that things that i'm of type culturally or race-wise has been validated in some way, shape, or form. Right. Mm. And a lot of ways Personally. people just hear messages. Personally have been validated. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's also that thing of you tell someone something and then they just start to see it because they've been told it, but it's mm-hmm. not the truth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like you've yeah. been told racist things or terrible things about another culture and then you're, you seek it out and it reinforces itself. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So, Jay, where do we go <laughs> from serenading oh, us so beautifully. You know that song? No. You know that song? I feel like I should. You should! I feel like that I should. was my last rendition. She be not, do not. This is, see? <laughs> I need this on my podcast. Yeah, I don't have, yeah, I don't uh-huh. have any singers. Yes, that's a real song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay. I we believe it. you. And, and <laughs> she hit you with the it's a song. No, it's, it's, a, exactly. it's a song. Yeah, it's a song. That it's is a exactly. song. You are singing. Absolutely. That is a song. You know what? Pause. <laughs> I'm about to play it right here. So, what do you think? Um, I guess the biggest thing that we talked about, or the biggest <coughs> thing, was you in spaces. Mm-hmm. Where do we go with? How do we improve those with interactions? With being better, with even for me as a woman, with black men in spaces. Or what would you, if you're in a perfect world, if you got the one and they were like, here's something that y'all could do better. Just being around somebody like me, it would be. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's not really up to me to say right because ideally. I would I would say like hey make the person feel welcome in that space right so essentially and I hate to do this and I don't want to uh, make women seem less than but it is a it's a predatory existence with men Absolutely. right so you you can't have the sheep being like what we know a good wolf <laughs> he's a good wolf and then then y'all think and he treats you right and then you invite another wolf in and then he start biting on the other sheep and you're like see this is why we don't let wolves in what here a great so yeah like that's the thing so I don't want to do that thing where I'm like wait women should be uh, yeah, you know doing that so I'm just uh, like hey man if you see me <laughs> if you see me you can trust Jay let me know that hey I, I'll come in here we're going to have some jokes and then we're going to talk a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm out of here uh, anybody else that's not me just be careful just watch your sixes like that I don't know uh, yeah it's it is crazy I don't I don't know I think men also need to be aware not necessarily shrink themselves but also be aware of how they can be physically intimidating without even paying attention right that's awesome um, yes I also think I think we need more conversations between the the genders and the the different races as well. I would love to like talk more with Christina about like, hey, I know like if you're out here running, 
There's a thing. I know black dudes will be out here like, listen, I know if I see a white lady running in my neighborhood, is two she's is exercise or there is trouble afoot. There's two things. I'm like, I don't I'm gonna see uh, she got no she she dressed up for this. All right, this is exercise. Yeah, yeah. If I see a little white lady running down the street with some Levi's or something, I'm like, oh man, it's about to be get back in the house. It's Levi's? Yeah, get get yeah. back in the house. <laughs> like, oh uh, but yeah, I think we also just need like men need to be aware of their presence in rooms because sometimes I've I've been told this too like male energy can kind of throw the room off yeah you're just like oh we're ruining it because he didn't say nothing he didn't do anything he's not looking crazy just a guy showed up and now it's not fun anymore like get out of here <laughs> with your male energy with your testosterone yeah get out of here was an estrogen fest. yeah we were having a good time and then you because sometimes you could as a dude show up in a room full of women and you looking like the same face you make when you stand at the deli where you're like i don't i don't know what i want you don't want that <laughs> yeah awesome. yeah so you don't want Just that be more self-aware yeah you got to be more self-aware um everybody 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 yeah um and I think that's it, man. No, that's. A I feel great like one. we covered a ton of stuff. We did. We did. I feel like I'm smarter now for even just being Thanks. here. Yeah. Well, I'm like, right. oh damn. I, me, me too. I'm about you, to be you in dropped there. some truth bombs. You sure did. Yeah. I'm gonna try to be. Yeah. Why, I didn't did. know I was this smart. So shout out to y'all. No. I pulled it out. <laughs> Look at me you. growing up, being a grown up. Good well, I want to put this out there too because Jay said something earlier. Like, watch a six. He's also. Oh, prior military. Prior military. Yeah. This I made it. Uh, out, <laughs> but I have been seeing a come up lately. I might get some cardboard and go stand out somewhere and go do something. <laughs> I just be like, "Hey, look!" I it'd be Listen, like that sometimes. I'm gonna have a list of resources for you. So I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you. Got you. Uh-huh. Got you. Some extra money. We are so grateful that you yeah. decided to come and chitter chat. I would love come to you. our hood. Yes, yeah. thank it you. It is an estrogen fest, but you brought a, That's a healthy amount of testosterone. Look at that. Yeah, I fit right in with the dogs. You did. <laughs> I feel right there when the we all got to we all Bring got. You were welcome, the welcoming committee. Yes. Yeah. Bruce, hashtag, Bruce don't, don't care. care. Bruce don't care. Oh, man, and Bruce don't care. Yeah, that's, he don't care. Oh, man, shout out to Bruce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's living his best life all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> we just inspired the young yeah. yeah. She had to learn the hard way. Yeah. She left her food. Oh, Bruce is a thug. No, it's cats at least. Oh, they don't care. They don't no. touch her. Mischievous. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cats. Less than 30 seconds had uh, my sandwich gone. Bruce is Bruce I turned around care. and I'm like, you've got he to be kidding me. He had that thug too look like. <laughs> yeah, what you going to do about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly yeah. Yeah. You Say so. Yeah. yeah. Right, yes. you You're bad. This is on you. Yeah. This is, yeah. Hope you learn something. Yeah. yeah. This is a life lesson for you. Yes, so. I have learned. Take my food with me. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce for being a cellmate. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It's, it's my sandwich now. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and you still walks up like, you go eat your cornbread. Yeah. And she had to be like, no, Bruce. Yeah. This is not for you. <laughs> no. Is, yeah. no. That's wild. No. Well, yes. So we appreciate it. I hope this isn't the last time. No. This is great. Yeah, check them out. What's the yeah, just say words. Yeah, give us all your social. Media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hit me up anywhere at Just Say Words Pod. You can also hit the network up on Instagram at Pod Dealers. Uh, P O D D E A L E R S. You can also find the show Just Say Words on any like digital platform. So uh, it's not on SoundCloud, but you can find it on Stitcher and Spotify, wherever you find dope podcasts. Just search Just Say Words. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, leave comments. I love to hear from all kinds of new folks. Yeah. I would love to say I'm going to be as smart as I was today on all those other episodes, but that's not that's not. <laughs> <laughs> you brought us a That's not the truth. Oh, uh, sometimes we take we take brain lapses. Uh, 
and and that's it. Um, no, I think we should do this again. And you guys have an open invite to come to Just Say Words Thank whenever you. you guys are ready. Just tell us when. Yeah, and. And that's it. It's productive conversation. And you are right. You are hysterical. Yeah. I'll try. I feel like I've been laughing, belly yeah, laughing yeah, the whole time. Which is funny because we talked about a lot of like serious, in-depth stuff, but you were able to bring some light to it. So thank you. I appreciate y'all. And you brought us some swag. Yeah. That is true. This is a lesson for other podcasters. If somebody invites you on to their podcast, come bearing gifts. Yeah. That's yeah, easy. I like that. I appreciate okay, that. Yeah. Dun, 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 put it in your toolbox. Yeah. There you go. See, look Don't at that. That's weird. Bring a little meat, meat. There you go. We need an extra end of the show so you can sing. You gotta I add a whole segment. Yeah, I don't sing well. But I'm That's comfortable fine. with it. No, it's the confidence is what sells it. Yeah. Because you're not you don't have the face on like, oh I'm unsure. Like people do with karaoke where they try to like She's just an old town girl. Like they just they get right to it. They right to it. this they like they wrote the lyrics. Everywhere I go is my shower. That's it. Oh well, that's wild. <laughs> that's your that's your hashtag. For yeah, yourself. yeah. The world, the world, the shower. That's, <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I do some of my best thinking in the shower. Yeah. No, that's real. Is like it? I used to, I was a teleworker, and if I was having a brain fart, mm-hmm. there I would run around the house, or mm. I just go hop in the shower, and I'd be like, "What a great oh, idea!" Yeah, no, I've definitely taken this in the shower really? and came out and fixed like my entire life. Where I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna." I got it all. Do so this better, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Some job. Sure. No, it's real. All right, so we done now? We done. Okay. We cutting it off. We out. We said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I will do. So what now what? So we're coming to the end. It's at our so what now what? Yeah. Man, what's my so what? Well, I sat through an uncomfortable conversation. I'm proud of myself for that. I'm doing it. And he was, and we had Jay here, and I love that. I love talking to him because the conversation's so needed. And I don't, I don't know if we came up with like solutions, but it's it starts with these conversations. You know, my now what would be uh, in social situations is to acknowledge people more and make eye contact. So if I do feel scared or unaware, or I'm, or I'm assuming the intentions of someone that I shouldn't be, that's not causing me harm to make contact. I contact say hello what's up i think that could be better than you know than doing the nice off yeah and then because like we reference this intent off the standoff instead of doing in a standoff where we're not talking or making eye contact because i've been there it might be better just to acknowledge the person and then i'm good at reading energy like i I really feel like i can just read people's energy so kind of just making eye contact saying hello what's up how are you? You're going to be friendly. You're going to freak your neighbor, your friendly neighborhood. Welcome. I can try. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that's that's your opening. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Just like an airy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my so what now what? So what? Jay is pretty dope. Yeah. Just as a person, and he has really great um, energy. I appreciate him bringing his personal. Hilarious. Yes. Yeah, very and you know, it's difficult sometimes for people to talk about their personal just personal experiences um and i think he brought a lot of life to the plight of some mm-hmm. people that look like him which is is needed yeah in, in comfortable settings because yeah. oftentimes i think the only time we hear the plight of a black man is when somebody's interviewing on the news and they're saying this ain't right or mm, protesting so um I, now what i think we continue to do this mm-hmm. um and we do it and be intentional about the way we have these conversations, interactions. And I like how you said, um, when you feel something, 
So I'm saying for other folks, <laughs> when you feel something, um, as Christine would say, sit with that thought, mm-hmm. um, evaluate that thought, like don't let it just go away and you do something, you respond to it, I mean, you react to it rather than respond to it. So if you're in a room where there's a person that doesn't look like you yeah. and you feel some type of wage, sit with that thought, like acknowledge it. Before acknowledge you it. action. Yeah, yeah, acknowledge it before you come in a situation where you're just reacting right. rather than responding. Absolutely. And I, I think something I can do better, and I know what too, is have more empathy for the way the men around me yeah, move that's a great in this perspective. world. Because I guess I don't even... We don't have I to don't think even, about it. I don't even think about it. Because I, I, my big, I've never even really considered how he walks through the world differently from anybody else. And, and even coming in my mind, I remember being in the barbershop and they're like, don't mess with her. You ain't seen her husband. Or they say, oh, you big old, big old. You know, like the, the comments that people make about yeah. him and his size and his blackness. I, I don't know what I can do to better support him, but I think it starts with, it starts asking, with being aware. Well, uh-huh. Just asking him, like Jay kind of said, he was like, I can't tell you what to do, um, but I can tell you what works for me. So I, I think that's something that I'm going to try to do is just kind of ask my husband how I can be better in spaces with him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. All right. Well, so you've been listening to your neighborhood. I'm Christina. And I'm Jackie. Uh, stay curious. And make it a great day. She's waiting for me. I see perfect every time. I wait for her to say. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs>